It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman. He is the founder of Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia. Delaware and Northeast Maryland as well, with an office in Westchester and in Newark, Delaware. Uh, You can find us online at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's where you can listen to past podcasts as well. Or at any point in time, call Matt Hausman if you need help with your financial plan at 610-719-3003. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about common planning complaints. And it's interesting, when we meet with potential clients for the first time, we often hear them express very similar complaints about their current situation. So you might identify with a couple of these complaints yourself. Um, I'm curious, Matt, are most of these complaints legitimate? Are people just focusing on the wrong things? Is it more of an issue of misinformation and that kind of thing? So, you know, how how do we really evaluate these common complaints is is what we're going to get at. So a couple of good ones to throw at you. The first one, and I'm sure you've heard this before, my advisor takes too much risk. Would you agree that's a common complaint? You know, that is a common complaint. And when I hear that, when I said, well, why? Why are you letting them do that? It's your money. <laughs> so, and usually I get kind of a cockeyed look that comes back at me. And they're like, well, you know, you're right. As a matter of fact, I we have someone that just came on board with us. And that was the specific issue that, uh, that she was uh, dealing with. The reality was in that case is that the risk that that advisor was uh, doing for, for the client was only half of the overall portfolio. And so when you when you say, well, my advisor takes on too much risk, remember this, It first of all, it is your money. And what have you discussed with the advisor? And what has the advisor came back? And when they've made recommendations, do you really understand them? And many times when they'll say, well, they are taking on too much risk, when we actually go through and do all of the reporting that we do, and we really dig into what's there, we find out that, well, no, actually, you're not taking on enough risk. So it's really a relative question, and it's a perception question. And I always want to challenge the people that are initially coming in and meeting with us is, why are you saying that? What's your knowledge base to make that complaint or that statement. And many times it's a perception that might not be reality or in some case, like the person that came on board, it was reality. I mean, it was like the advisor thought they were Gordon Gecko and they were out, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I'm going to make all the money off this one particular client who cares about the risk and the volatility that's being created. So if that's the way you feel and you really want to go and question and have the information in front of you. What risk are you taking and what expected rate of return should you be seeing or what's the range of returns you should be seeing? Then you can really with not have a false perception on the risk that's, that that particular advisor is taking. So again, that's one of the common planning complaints. My advisor takes too much risk. There's some good analysis on you know, how to truly evaluate that complaint. What about my fees are too high? That's got to be a common complaint, I would imagine. You know, the interesting thing about it is I don't hear that one that often. Oh, really? Hmm. And I, I don't. And the interesting reason is 
when we go through the process and I'm asking about fees because they'll, they'll bring in statements and I'm looking at the statements and invariably many times I'll hear, well, my advisor doesn't charge a fee. And I said, oh, really? Well, how do you think they're getting paid? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, well, let's really look into this because you know, as a fee-based planner the way we are, we charge a flat percentage based on the assets that we manage and the services that we provide. But there's a lot of the big houses out there. So invariably around me, what I have is like a, a Wells Fargo or a Morgan Stanley is they're not charging a planning fee, but then you have to look at the underlying investments. And this really, this just happened. We had somebody come on board with us about a month ago and I had met her about nine months ago and she was interviewing different advisors and she came back in and I, I asked her, well, why are you coming back and, and talking to me? And she goes, well, quite frankly, you were the only one that was extremely upfront and honest and transparent with what it was going to cost me to work with you. I said, okay. So we started to go through the planning process. And what I always do is I do a full reporting on all of the underlying investments. We call it the discovery meeting. And a lot of it has to do with I'm wanting to understand why a person has everything, all the different products and mutual funds and stocks and bonds and real estate, possibly all of that. Why is all of that there? And usually what will happen is I'm asking more questions than the client. In this particular case, she had almost 70% of her money in one particular type of account. It was a variable annuity. And the only fee she saw was a very nominal fee that was happening once a year. It was a $35 admin fee. So she's not thinking my fees are too high, not at that particular point, but we did a variable annuity report. And I was shocked because this particular company has a reputation in the industry as being one of the lower fee providers of variable annuities. Do you know that her total fee was almost 4.25% annually? 4.25. That's seen, I mean, that's just incredibly high, right? Annually. Oh, it, that's, that's like off the charts. And then when we went in and started looking at the different funds that she had, she was paying a total cost basis of anywhere from 1.25 to 1.95. And then I turned around and I looked at her and I said, now do you understand why your advisor isn't charging you a fee? <laughs> I won't tell you exactly what she said at that point, but let's just say it, it <laughs> probably isn't good for primetime television, yep. um, maybe cable. So we don't usually hear that initially my fees are too high. But we will hear that if someone will engage with us and we'll go through the process of really educating them on exactly what they have and what the underlying cost is. Wow. Fascinating uh, kind of breakdown there. Wasn't, uh, oh, I, my, I don't have any fees. And then boom, <laughs> that high. Right. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, that should be, it, it, that should be a complaint you're hearing more of, right? That would be a good thing if you were hearing that complaint because that mean means people would know what their fees are in the first place. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Another common complaint, I would imagine this one, you know, if, if we're looking at things on the scale of a long period of time, then this one would certainly make sense. This one is a little less believable, but I'm interested in your take on it uh, over the last couple of years, just with how high the stock market has gone. But my account didn't grow much last year. Would be a very logical, common complaint for somebody to have about their finances, if that's indeed true. What's your breakdown there? Well, I've heard that. As a matter of fact, I've even heard that from clients. And 
what you really want to look at is what are you basing the reason why your account should have one up? For instance, let me give you an example. The market over the course of the last nine months, 10 months, has really been going in an upward trajectory, right? And I'm not gonna talk about the Dow because that's a very small piece of the overall market, but we'll talk about the S&P. But if you're saying, well, my account didn't make much last year, or my account didn't make anything, and I'm watching CNBC and Kramer rolling up the sleeves, and I mean, he's just talking about the market going nuts, and I made 1.2%, but then when you go and you look at what you're actually invested in, you're invested in all bonds, well, see, why would you expect your account to go up in the event that your holdings are a very conservative investment? The equities, the S&P going up has a, a lot of volatility. If your portfolio only has 5, 10, 15, 25% of an equity exposure, why would you expect that your rate of return would equal what the S&P is doing because you wouldn't be calling and saying the same thing if my account, well, my account didn't make anything last year if it's 2008 because then the S&P is down 45%, right? So the client needs to understand what they're invested in and what the realistic expectation would be from that particular investment. Is it going to mirror what they're seeing on the television or is it going to be subdued from that or less than that is really, you know, I met with someone, they've been a client now for about three or four years. And when they came on board and we were going through the investments that we were going to be making is he made, he made a comment to me that's really stuck with me. He said, okay, so if I understand correctly what we're doing and the plan we're putting in place, if I see that the market is up 20%, then that means I should expect an 8 to 10% return that particular year. I'm not going to see the market increase like that. I said, that's correct. And he said, and on the flip side, if the market is down 20 to 25%, I should only see a negative of 8 to 10. I said, exactly. So then there is realistic expectation to where they don't have to look at what they're seeing in the media and compare it to their statement, not really understanding what their statement represents. Well, let's get uh, one more example in here of a common planning complaint, Matt, and that would be that the rate of communication with which somebody is communicating uh, with an advisor. So the complaint might sound something like, I only hear from my advisor when he wants me to buy or sell a stock. I never get any advice on anything else. What would that common complaint tell you? So Walter, that's a real important question because you want to understand what are you expecting from your advisor? What role are they playing in your overall financial picture? What advice are you looking for them? If they're only calling in that situation, it could be that yes, they're just a broker and they're not an advisor. Or even if they're an advisor, there could be, you want to have an understanding on why are they calling to make these recommendations on different funds? It could be that it's just generating a revenue stream for them and it might not be in your best interest. So I'm not the advisor that is actually going to be doing that. I let people know that. And we want to be providing all types of services, even outside of just portfolio management or asset management. You know, and for the course of the last six months, we've had six, seven clients engage in real estate transactions, and we've been able to assist 
them in that process, making recommendations possibly on real estate attorneys or reviewing contracts or having those contracts reviewed. So you really want to ask yourself, if that's the only time that they're calling me, why are they calling me? And is that really what I'm expecting them to be performing for me? All important things to consider. And so if you have had complaints like this about your financial advisor or your broker, you haven't been getting kind of the the holistic full view of financial planning that you should be getting, uh, have a conversation with Matt Hausman and his team at Old Security Group here on the Smart Money Questions podcast. 610-719-3003 is your number to call. That's 610-719-3003. You can find them online at smartmoneyquestions.com as well. An office in Westchester, another one in Newark as well. Very helpful to have an advisor on your side who's going to make sure to walk you through these things so that you're not you know, coming into the office with some of these common complaints that really, if you're doing proper planning, these shouldn't be complaints at all. Uh, you'll, you'll be better informed, better prepared to handle a lot of the things that pop up during your financial life, especially as you approach uh, your retirement years as well. Uh, again, the number to call is 610-719-3003. This is the Smart Money Questions podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman. We'll be back again next week with another podcast about universal retirement truths. There are certain retirement planning principles that apply to everybody, regardless of who you are, how much money you have, when you're retiring, uh, or where you live. And we're going to talk about those universal retirement truths and how they might impact your financial plan. That'll be coming up on next week's podcast, so be sure to join us for that one. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Smart Money Questions.